Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet poet and essayist Ocean Vong, psychology professor Jamil Zaki, and college students who are the youngest TED residents, Winona Guo and Priya Vulci. Through sharing their stories and work, these authors are breaking down barriers from language to race in order to help people find commonalities and connection. And discover which author would have a famed Dead Poet Society actor narrate their audiobook. Enjoy. Hi. This is Ocean Vong, author of On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous. I wrote my book because I was interested in how Americans speak to one another. And I think the allegory of writing a letter to a mother who can't read it is in some ways enacting the crisis of language we feel all across America. That even when we do have language, it seems impossible for that language to reach one another. And that, in fact, sometimes we use language to build walls instead of bridges. I think ultimately it tries to charge the task of language-making with opening doors between people and so we can see each other more clearly. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be collaborative. Why? It was a team effort through and through, and Peter and Robert were essential in obvious ways, but also in not-so-obvious ways. They understood the book, they knew the cadences, they knew the tone, they knew the climaxes, and it felt like uh, I really achieved this as a team, and it was a great, great experience. I had the biggest trouble pronouncing TH sounds. They were a challenge all through my life, but not until you stand in front of a microphone recording an audiobook did you realize how much of a challenge it really was. And so words like clothes, earth, was really tricky. It requires the entire mouth to participate. And in the rhythm of a sentence, it's kind of hard for the mouth to reset and continue. So I found myself tripping on TH sounds a lot. I'm proud that I get to pronounce Vietnamese words inside a majority English-written book, and also that I didn't cry reading it. <laughs> that was an achievement. Dream narrator, living or dead? I would have to say Robin Williams. Do I have to explain it? Self-explanatory. Dead Poet Society. <laughs> the last audiobook that actually really inspired me to take a crack at doing it myself was Michael Cunningham's The Hours. He did it so, so incredibly well. You can sense that he wrote that way, that that's how the sentences arrived in his head. And it came out so pristine, so clear. And he knew all the tense moments, the pressures, when to speed up, when to slow down. It was a true extension of the artist's mind in voice. And I was really inspired by his rendition. And it really gave me the courage to give my hand at it. Or my mouth. When it comes to audio things, I like lying on the living room floor with all the lights off and just sinking into another world 
that the sounds open for you. So kind of like a sensory deprivation chamber, except with beautiful words. Hi, this is Jamil Zaki, author of The War for Kindness, Building Empathy in a Fractured World. I wrote my book because, well, I've been studying empathy for like 15 years, and it's the topic that's defined my career. But I had never really felt like writing a book about it until the last few years, when I noticed, not as a researcher, but just as a person, really in bleak terms, our culture becoming less empathic. By less empathic, I mean that people seem more disconnected from each other, more isolated, more stressed, and in some ways more callous. I mean, this is especially true, for instance, in a polarized political climate and online. But I see that type of disconnection creeping out into other parts of our life. And I think it's important that we know we can fight back. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be depleting. (laughs) I had no idea how much hard physical work it would be to sort of just read my book. I mean, it seems like the most familiar document in the world. In fact, I'd even read it out loud multiple times when going through the final drafts to make sure that I liked the way that the writing sort of came off the page. But it's so much harder to try to deliver every word. It's so much more like a performance, I guess. I realized I had trouble pronouncing all sorts of words. Contexts, I still can't say. (laughs) And one that's especially embarrassing is psychologists, because, well, Me and my friends are all psychologists, and yet I can't say the name of our profession very clearly. Yeah, it's surprising what you realize or learn is hard to pronounce. Not pronounce just at all, but pronounce well enough so that it comes off crisply to listeners. I'm proud that I was able to record this book because it's very personal to me. Even though it's, you know, a tour of the scientific landscape, it also... A, includes a lot of stories from my life that I couldn't imagine someone else telling. And also B, is very personal to me in its mission. I have a lot of passion around this idea. I think that building empathy is not an academic exercise or something we can do in our spare time. It's something that we need to do if we want our species to move forward in a productive way or maybe at all. And I guess I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear, I hope, my passion for this idea coming through their headphones and maybe share some of that passion themselves. Gosh, this is a tough one. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, the first person I would think to cast would probably be David Attenborough, just because I love his narration of planet Earth more than I think I like the narration of anything else in the world. But David Attenborough to me is a little bit too calm for this book because this book is not entirely calm. So then that makes me think of someone who's more sort of an actor, like sort of someone who's just got a lot more natural passion. And there I go, definitely, to Patrick Stewart. Because not only is he one of my favorite actors, but this book has a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation in it, and he is the heart of that show. So I don't really listen to audiobooks, (laughs) but I do listen to a lot of podcasts, especially when I'm running or commuting. That's sort of my favorite place and time to listen to them. And I guess the last 
podcast that really struck a chord with me would be S-Town, which is this incredibly beautiful and tragic story set in Alabama, which happens to be where my wife is from as well and someplace that I've spent a lot of time. And I just found it stirring. Hi, my name is Winona Guo. And my name is Priya Volci, and we're the authors of Tell Me Who You Are. We wrote this book on a gap year before college, traveling to all 50 U.S. states, listening to strangers tell us their stories about race, culture, and intersectionality. And we also paired those stories to relevant systematic research in order to bridge what we call the heart-mind gap of racial literacy. We started doing racial literacy work in high school when we learned the statistic that kids start developing signs of prejudice and stereotyping at three to four years old, but we had just never talked about race in school until 10th grade. Plus, you get to listen to a little bit about our own lives behind the scenes, what it was like traveling with a high school friend as teens to all 50 states, getting bed bugs, food poisoning, learning how to engage in self-care, learning from other activists. We were inspired by all of the courageous people from all across the country, starting from our hometown to states nationwide, for sharing their most personal, vulnerable experiences with us. Anywhere from the Pine Ridge Reservation to the Mississippi Delta to rural Idaho to Honolulu, the breadth and depth of the American experience that we witnessed, we think, is essential understanding for every American who is serious about bridging racial division in this country. I was really scared to start this recording because I just felt a huge sense of responsibility to do justice to everybody's stories. I mean, you can't hear their voices, but you can hear ours. So we wanted to do a good job. But what it actually ended up being was kind of a really energizing experience as we got to relive a lot of the moments, memories, thoughts we had on the road to all 50 states that might have gotten kind of foggy in our heads over the past year augmented by the fact that Kevin and Ryan are the best. (laughs) And so it was a really fun day of recording in the studio. Okay, words we had trouble pronouncing. Every time the word women. Oh my God, woman. Woman. It's so plural plural, versus woman. Every time we got it wrong. Other words like rendezvous. Rendezvous. I looked at my computer, I saw rent. (laughs) Rendezvous. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, but now I'll never forget that woman. Darn it. <laughs> I guess I will forget. <laughs> okay, moving women, on. Women plural is women. Woman singular is woman. Okay. I'm most excited to share with listeners across the world the intimacy and vulnerability of the stories that we've heard across the country that really touch the depths of the human heart and human feeling. I hope that when we are narrating these stories, the emotion that we feel, the sense of responsibility, the joy, the pain, the trauma, the love, all of that is conveyed. Mm-hmm. We both traveled from our college campuses to the studio to do this recording, and we're sitting right in front of each other, looking at each other. So I hope listeners will also hear the kind of joy that we both share in revisiting these experiences, the anger at stuff like somebody kicking in their sleep. When I read that, I know I expressed some anger, and just (laughs) the energy from both of us being together in a space talking about this really personal journey. 
If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast none other than Winona Guo sitting right here in front of me to read all of my parts. Because <laughs> I would absolutely not cast okay, Priya. Okay, but listen, listen. <laughs> we had a little bit of an identity crisis on the road. Um, people started calling us Pronona. At one point, I said I was Chinese American. Winona would identify as Indian American. I, as a joke, as of a joke, course. Clearly. But people would email us like Winona Volci. Yeah, Priya Guo. So. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you might as well have. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.